good evening. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Michelle Mission, where we will watch every black film ever made. Every black film ever made. Every black. That's the goal. That's oh, the goal. Oh, wow. That's a daunting uh, mission that we have in front it of is, us. Right it now. is a mission. You know how you eat an elephant? No. One bite at a time. All right. Now. All right. All right. I like that. Let's go. My name is Vincent Williams. And my name is Len Webb. And together we will embark on the Michelle Mission. We hope that you join us. So on this first episode, I, I, I guess we should lay out what the Michelle Mission is. Yeah, the Michelle Mission, which gets its name from the legendary and historic filmmaker Oscar Michelle. Oscar Michelle. Right. Who is noted, I, I believe, to be or considered to be the first black or African-American, however you want to de- designate that, uh, filmmaker. Is that correct? I believe so. I believe so. And certainly when, when you hear filmmakers talk, he, he certainly, if not the first, because, he, you know, you always have to be careful with the first. You got to put in a qualifier, the first acknowledged or the gen- generally acknowledged as yeah. the first. But, but certainly when you hear filmmakers and, and especially filmmakers of African descent talk about their craft, they always point to him okay. as the first. So, so certainly he's the godfather of black film, if you will. The godfather of movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so, yeah, so Oscar Michaud, who was considered the first uh, major African-American feature film. That's a good, I like that major. There major like, is good. Because there was something before him. He, just like, Yo, he was major. It's like Earl Jenkins was making movies in the back <laughs> of his garage. And, right. You know, so. right. Earl been making movies since 1904. Right, which I know right. about that. Though. Right, exactly. But he didn't get out there like Oscar. Oscar actually got his films out there uh, to critical and commercial success. Yes. Uh, especially um, his movie, The Homesteader, which was based on his first book, I think. I think he actually wrote the book that that was based on, uh, The Homesteader, which was, hold on, I'll tell you in just a second there, uh, Vincenzo there. Yeah, his first novel, The Conquest, was then adapted in, uh, into film and retitled The Homesteader. Okay, okay. Which is pretty dope, you know. And he, he really, he's, he's a guy who is unquestionably made black films because his films were all about um, uh, depicting the 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 life of the African American in all of its shades mm-hmm. in in society, whether it be the um, the light skin, dark skin, mixed race. He was very. I mean, he he put it all out there, and there was no subject that was taboo in his films. Right, right, right. And how does that apply to what we are doing? with this podcast are we calling it a podcast are we a show are we a podcast we're a podcast are we a traveling circus <laughs> how's this <laughs> it's going to seem like a traveling it's circus at times like i'm sure traveling circuses i'm sure but no this is definitely a podcast it, this is a podcast this is a podcast and and then how would we say that you know how do we see his his philosophy or or how do we take his practices and and apply them to what we're trying to do i guess would be the question well, that would be the question. I'm not quite sure if I know the answer. I don't know if I'm educated enough to give that answer. Well, sure you are, because, <laughs> hey, you, you know, all full disclosure, this was sort of your idea. This is sort of your mission statement. Like, like you know, it's, it's, it, it's, sort, of, it's sort of like 
taking hold of what is yours. It, yeah, I, I guess it, 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 it is. It was my idea to just uh, do a podcast about watching every black film. And it was really because I wanted to challenge myself. And b- before you go any further, I, I feel like we should let people know. Maybe maybe people don't, don't know. That it's, it's not a picture of us on the podcast. They're just listening. They're using their ears. Lynn, are you indeed an African-American? Why, Vince, I am an African-American man. But, but how about you, Vincenzo? I am also an African-American man. Da, da, da. So what we have is two black people, specifically black men. Yes. Talking about black film. Yes. Talking about black films and really trying to dig into them. You know what I mean? Like, like to me, I wanted to talk about black films and, and review them to the critical level that you would read in the New York Times or or even in, believe it or not, Rolling Stone magazine, mm-hmm. where they break everything down, not just from, you know, it was great cinematography and this actor was hot and all that type of stuff. No, they talk about the historical relevance of 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 a film. They talk about the um, the history of the directors or actors or what have you. Um, they'll take a film, tear it apart to put it back together again. And that's what I wanted to do with black films because I found myself judging a lot of black films based on like trailers and things that I saw, things like that, that deemed them as uninteresting to me and not giving them at least the opportunity to, to, you know, totally offset my assumptions by watching them. Right. I prejudged them. Right. And that's not cool. Right. So I wanted to challenge myself to watch every black film ever made. And then I wanted I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to have a discussion about that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, fortunately, I was able to find um, a partner in Vince. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I want to take on this, this insane mission with me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, I think I think it speaks to to some of my own taste and, and some of the things that I'm, I'm interested in. I, I think I would add to what you said about looking at trailers and, and looking at um, critiques and, and, and reviews is, is that oftentimes not only do black films not receive the same level of attention and criticism right. that other films would receive, but oftentimes all of them don't. Yeah, you know, yeah, like like yeah. there are one or two that you might get an in-depth review of, but but like like it's pr- it's not that difficult to find a lot of criticism for uh, you, you know before before we turn the mic when we were talking about Spike Lee for instance, mm-hmm. and certainly it's not difficult to find a level of criticism on do the right thing, right, right. Not so easy to find a a, a, a sort of sustained look at something. Like even school days, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that 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 certainly if you talk to a room of 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 black people from a certain age group, that was a huge deal. Very true. That was a huge deal. And and I think even even engaging in the practice of just talking about that yeah. for however many minutes and, and talking about what it meant and, and talking about what it means right. because, you know, you watched it 
when it came out, you watch it now. What does it mean? You know, talking about fitting it into his body of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, and I agree with you that that's important, and, and and that's something that should be done. And even if other people are doing it, there should be as many voices as possible. Most certainly, you know. So yeah, most certainly there should there should be, and and you don't even have to go to a movie like School Days, which. On its, you know, I guess like baseline level as far as plot has some, you know, politics in it, you know, mm-hmm. the good and bad hair, uh, dark skin, light skin and everything like that. You can just look at staying in the world of Spike Lee, go to uh, a very underappreciated movie, Mo-, Mo Better Blues. Right. You know what I mean? And what that movie says about black culture, what that mu- what that movie uh, says about that time, just looking at the colors of, right. that, of that film. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it may be one of his more vibrant movies. Like he gets you a mustard, yeah, you know, laser. <laughs> Dude, don't 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 front. Everybody walked out of Mo Better Blues like yo with some cranberry pants. <laughs> It's like you go to Chess King and say, you know, excuse me, kind sir, I'd like to purchase a pair of cranberry colored pants. And, and he brings out a pair of pants. They're like, no, no, those pants are red. Yes. I'd like cranberry. I need I need cranberry. I need cranberry to go with this mustard blazer that I bought at the oak tree. And my <laughs> mini mock turtleneck. <laughs> True enough. So. True enough. True enough. Um, but we're talking about, you know, we're going to be watching every black film that's been made. And certainly, uh, for the most part, the films of Spike Lee fall into that category of black films. But then that begs the question, what is a black film? What is a, because because here's, here's a question for you. You want to talk about the films of Spike Lee? Right. And what makes a black film a movie like 25th Hour? That's exactly what I was thinking of. There, I mean, Rosario Dawson is of African descent. You know, I think she 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 identifies herself as Dominican. Yes. Which, you know, Hispanic. But but there are no African-Americans in the film besides Rosario Dawson. Well, I, I think maybe one of the police detectives that is going to take him to jail is black like you know, okay like the dude you, you know i'm not gonna say what he says but he's the same dude from um from the wire right like right. like there's some supporting actors but no it's it think about it, it it's ed norton it's mm-hmm. phil hoffman it's the other actor whose name i can't remember but but it's it is an entirely white cast for the most part yeah that's true you know certainly the main characters yeah. but this is a film made by spike lee is this a black movie i don't think that that will fall under uh, the category of a black film. Why not? Because to me, a black film is a movie that features predominantly in its cast actors of uh, African descent. So something like The Color Purple, directed by Steven Spielberg. To me, is still a black film. That's a black film. Yes. 25th Hour, directed by Spike Lee, is not. Correct. Wow. But... To, to just to, to totally blow your mind, 25th Hour uh, with Spike Lee is not a black film, in my mind. Okay. Okay? Then we, we can discuss this. We'll, we, maybe we'll come to a, a, a middle ground here. But neither is something like The Equalizer, starring Denzel Washington. Because? Because while he is the lead in that film, 
the majority of that cast is not black. Interesting. He's just the lead. Interesting. So you see, you see, like, there's a whole lot of Denzel Washington movies that, to me, just would not fall under the category of black film. I could be argued no, no, to, no, to no, think no, differently. Hey, 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 hey. I'm not here to argue with you. <laughs> I'm just here to set you straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think that is, you know, I think that is a fascinating, I think that is a fascinating conversation. And, and, and certainly I think people have had it in different contexts. I know I used to work at the library. Mm-hmm. At one point, and 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 we had they, there was a black fiction section, okay, and and there was a woman I forget, and I forget her name because we talking about movies, but but you know during the eighties and nineties she would write these these books, and you know I've been in I think one of them was called like I've been in Sorrow's Kitchen and I licked the spoon, and and the cover you know had those those sort of um had those bright pastel color like remember the the uh, Terry McMillan novels when they came out and it was like yeah. that impress, impressionistic art and they all had that same kind of art and then a bunch of the other books had that same type of art mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and and this woman's book who was a white woman but she wrote about primarily black black characters right her books had the same covers oh, okay and there was a whole conversation about should these books be in in the African-American fiction part, as opposed to something like Zora Neale Hurston has a book called Seraph on the Swanee, mm-hmm. which is about all white people. Is that black? And so I say all that to say, I don't think you're, you're, you're wrong. I think this is something that, that we've all just sort of grappled with forever with different things. And just because, like, I would say both of those movies are black. So you would say 25th hour? I, th- I would say 25th hour, like, like if you kind of look at it and you say that the primary creator of of this of this film is a black man. Okay. So that to me automatically makes it black. Like black man creates it, it's black stuff. Yeah, see but Color Purple. Okay, go ahead. And in Color Purple is probably a bad example because it's based on a book written by somebody black. But like, you know, one of those seventies movies that like Walter Hill produced mm-hmm. that I can't think off the top of my head something that he you, you know, because you know, not Cleopatra Jones, but like one of them, you know, like Foxy Brown. Like, I don't know if Foxy Brown had like a black director, right. but like one of those films, right. I would also count right. as black because how, how you, how can you not say that the, this film that meant so much is sort of to, to black culture and, and black people, like, how would you say that that's not black? So I guess no, I'm, right. I guess I'm pretty inclusive. I guess I'm more inclusive than not. I have like a one drop rule for movies. <laughs> one drop. It's just one drop. It's That's just... awful. <laughs> yeah, the key grips it, brother. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. See, but like the twenty fifth with twenty fifth hour, Spike Lee directed it. He yes. did direct that movie. He is not the, the the writer of that movie. The screenplay was by David uh, ben, uh, Beninoff. Okay. Who was a white guy? Okay. So. On that job, Spike Lee is more or less, he's just a hired gun. He's just a oh shooter. Oh, goodness gracious. You know what I'm saying? So You just call Spike Lee a hired gun. Well, he well he was on that film. Okay. You know? So with that, it's to me, it's not a black film. He's, okay. He's just a hired, he's just the guy, you know, point and shoot. You know, I'm sure he had some emotional investment in the, you know, making of the film. But it certainly pales in comparison to what he would have had on other films that where he is more like the writer or, or actually more on hands as far as producing it and everything like that. Okay. So how about a movie like, um, and I forget which one he did, 
But I think John Singleton directed one of the Fast and Furious films. Did he? He, he directed Did one of those genre films. Uh, would those films... W- would you say that that was a black film? Oh, he did. He did do uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm yes. Sorry. That was the second one. Yes. You see how they integrated the word two in there? <laughs> yes, they were very clever. It's Too Fast, Too Furious. Too Furious. So it's like T-O-O, but it's also... No, it's actually just the number two. T-W-O, because they didn't want to get <laughs> They wasn't sure of the spelling. They said, we've... <laughs> Why are we going to use all these letters? We got a perfectly good number two right here. We've really just quizzed the Fast and Furious audience, and what we found <laughs> is that homonyms confuse them. <laughs> See, but, like, so, so, like, look at So, it. yeah, so Too Fast, Too Furious. Right. John Singleton is the rector. Is, um, is Tyrese in Too Fast, Too Furious? Yes, he is. So, so And so is... Um, so is uh, is Ludacris in that Ludacris, one? Ludacris, yes. That's right. So... Black director. Yes, he's a black director. It is a- and a rapper. <laughs> we have a rapper and an R&B singer. An R&B singer. <laughs> we have a rapper and an R&B singer. But it's a genre movie, so is this a black movie? Well, um, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you what. I would not necessarily consider that a black movie. Um, well, Lynn is hard. Yeah, Lynn is hardcore. I, I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't consider that a black movie. Uh, it was. It was uh, written by Derek Haas and Michael Brandt, uh, two white guys. Um, and, and no shame on them. And no shame on the movie, even though no, it's no, it's. No, no, no. This is this is fantastic. But I would not consider that a bl- a black film. Okay, so you've got. Let me let me just say this for you, going for it, like like just for people's. None of this is rehearsed. I, I, you, you know, Lynn, <laughs> totally Lynn, Lynn is a longtime producer. I've done a little radio. And one of the cardinal rules of good radio is you don't talk about things Until you get on beforehand. Right. Before you get on the mic. Like, like, I've, like if, you, if you played a drinking game with Lynn where you would listen to Lynn say, save it for the show, like save it for when we're hot, <laughs> you'd get drunk really quickly. So this is this is a real time conversation right now. Go ahead. Go Look, ahead. I'm just looking at the filmography of John Singleton. All yeah. right. Boys in the Hood, black film. Black film. All right. Baby Boy, black, black film. You want some eggs? Thank you very much. <laughs> Woo! Thank you very much. I'll be I'll be bringing out my butt naked Ving Rhames <laughs> imitation throughout the course of the show. You want some eggs? Go ahead. Ro- uh, Poetic Justice. Black, black film. film. Yes. Higher Learning. Black film. Black film. Shaft. Black film. Black film. Hustle and Flow. Black film. Black film. All right. Black Snake Moan. Ah. Okay, now you've you've left John Singleton, haven't you? No. With uh Samuel Jackson and No, no, no I remember the movie. I didn't think that was a John Singleton movie. Of course I didn't think um Hustle and Flow was John Singleton. Well, maybe he, he, he produced it, but he. I was think maybe a producer, but okay. But talk about Black Snake Moan. Uh, Black Snake Moan, um, which was da, 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 yeah, because that was directed by Craig Brewer. Yeah, uh, I think I think yeah, he was a producer. John Singleton is a producer on that with J- Samuel Jackson and Christina Ricci. I was trying yes. to remember her name. Would you consider that a black film? I would, because. Uh, now I'm going to show my bias because S. Empath and Merkerson is in it. <laughs> Well, that because that makes it a black film. Well, I I think what one of the things that that we are circling around and sort of grappling with is what what makes a black like like is there something sort of um intrinsic 
Yes. That would make a film. A black film. A black film. And one of the things that always pulls me in is the environment. And I'm always biased towards a rural environment. You say a rural? Rural. Yeah, okay. yeah like like rural, a ruler, a rural right. ruler, right, right. That's a little that the country. Was that, Bal- that, that Baltimore It might be out? that Baltimore coming out. <laughs> the country. And I think Black Snake Moan, you know, kind of very directly deals with, with issues of race mm-hmm. and 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 sort of racially charged sexuality yes, sir. and everything that goes with that so i feel like these are themes and subjects that that very easily fall in the tradition right of of quote unquote black stuff right having said that i'm also a big believer that something like you, you know even something like love jones Mm. which which is just it's a love story like 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 there's nothing sort of like 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 there's nothing intrinsically sort of black or 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 or, or black codified about that storyline like two people meet they fall in love and and they kind of deal with with the challenges of being you know young and in love and dealing right. with you know your career and this that and the other but of course we we love love jones because of the images and, of black people so and the settings of it yes right so again to go back to what i i said i tend to be more inclusive mm-hmm. than not so i like themes and i like images gotcha so something like black snake moan where it's in the country and he's playing a certain type of character and again there's that sort of electricity of race and and sex and all that like like i mean black snake moan is just a blues song pretty much like it's just a blues song that they filmed so of course i'm always gonna say that's black but gotcha. again that's that's my definition right. and and you know i think well we've got to find a middle ground here i don't think we do though well then, like i don't think we do like i think you, you know i i think Okay. I think it would be boring if we sat here for an hour and said, "You you think that's blue? I think that's blue too." <laughs> right, 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 right. You right. know what? This is real blue. Right, right. Like I think that's, I I I think that's part of what makes something like this work. And and to go back to sort of what we said at the very beginning, that's I mean, quite honestly, I think that's why it's always important, as radical as it sounds, to have black voices talking about black art. Because we're not a monolith, right? Like, like I think you, I, I, I'm I'm comfortable with you and I not agreeing on that basic, that sort of base level tenet. Like, I'm comfortable with weak, whatever. I come in here with with twenty fifth hour, right? And at the very beginning, you say, you know, I'm doing this under protest because I don't <laughs> think this is not protest, but you know what well, I, I know mean? What mean. Like, like I'm comfortable sitting here and you saying, you know, I don't think this is a black movie, and then right, we talk. Right. For an hour about you know the sort of the, the theory of the audit of the the tour and this that and the other like I'm good with that like I love that yeah I'm cool so, with it so cool you know yeah we I, I don't have to find a middle ground with you we don't have to have a middle ground you know what my wife says so children they say children go through different stages of development if you see a child like a child kind of kind of knows himself and then a child does uh, what they call parallel play. We're like, we don't play together. Like, I play right here, and if it's a kid sitting next to me, that kid plays right there, but we don't play together. Right. That's something you have to develop into where right. you play together. My wife always teases me and says that I never developed past parallel play. Oh, really? Like, I'm very comfortable. Like, like these are my, like, I don't want your Legos. Like, those are your Legos. <laughs> these are my Legos. And I'm going to sit over here, and I'm going to make my Legos. And I'm good with that. Like, I'm, I mean... You know, we we talk, but but if hey, hey, 
Hey, you don't want that to be a black. I don't have to be a black movie. Yeah, see, but you got the clear Legos, man. I don't have the clear Legos, so all my windows got to just be these corny hey, white Lego, hey, Legos. So let me I, get a couple of your clear I didn't, ones. No, I didn't divide the Legos. <laughs> the Legos were divided when we came in here, and you said, that's your paw, and this is my paw. Well, now, I don't have any red Legos, but I'm good. Your Legos, my Legos. Parallel play. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so so I'm with that. I'm 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 with that division of of everything. And hey, you know, hopefully, you know, people as they listen to the listen to the show and uh, hopefully are enjoying it, they will tell us, you know, like, oh, you know, I kind of kind of agree with Len that you know that wasn't a black film, Vince. What the hell were you thinking of? Mm-hmm. Or they'll say that Vince, you were right. That is a black film, but Len was right about his point of view on it. I think in general, what I'm saying is that the audience will will uh tend to agree more with me <laughs> they will. i mean they could i mean i don't have no problem being right by myself <laughs> oh god no you don't you don't over there in your parallel lane <laughs> in your parallel lane always and also there's going to be an open chair yes on every yes. on on every show for us to have some other critical voices to come in, lend their insight, um, bring their films to the table to, right. to be reviewed. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be pretty good. Absolutely, because I think, you, you know, I think, you know, I, I don't, neither one of us have a formal background in film. And I think you're right. It is good to bring in some, another voice, talk about some things, yeah. other perspectives. Most certainly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to this. This is this is it's gonna be dope. The Michelle mission. The Michelle mission. The Michelle mission. We sort of collect, you know, we collate, put it together. Yeah. Maybe something that you've watched and enjoyed and maybe mm-hmm. we can bring another perspective to it. I mean, hopefully we can point you to something that maybe you haven't seen. And we'll also try and um make these show movies that are readily accessible. Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and Top Fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to Culture Kings and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. Oh, what's the best way to eat a taco? That's with your hands. With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. To you. Right. Um, because we each have like deep, you know, DVD collections. But we're also trying to make select films that are out there for your streaming pleasure, be it on Netflix, Amazon, you know, however you may stream movies that you can e- easily rent for just a couple of dollars from online, from like movies, movies to go or something like that. It's a fair amount of stuff on YouTube. There, yeah, especially a lot of fair. the older stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the older stuff is is, is up there in full for for free on youtube so we'll and we'll you know make you aware of all of those options 
to you. And we're going to jump around. We're certainly going to Absolutely. jump around in the, uh, in, you know, across the landscape of black films, trying to pay attention to, you know, keeping abreast of the newer black films right, that right, are coming right. out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, but certainly want to jump around and try and hit like some of those older films, like maybe even try and find a copy of the homesteader by Oscar Michaud by our, yeah. by our namesake. Yeah. 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 You know, I was, we, we were, last thing I'll say we talked about before we started taping. I, I think I have a couple of things on like VHS. Ooh. Ooh. Then you'll have to lend me a player as well. Right. Right. I have to, I'll have to go and buy a player to lend it to, <laughs> You know, like, like I don't know about you. Like, do you go through a weeding process sometimes when you change format? Oh yeah. And like, I remember the great VHS weeding process, mm. and and I ended up keeping like twenty tapes, really, because I knew th they would never be. These were never going to get transferred. They were never going to get transferred, and right. um, I have like two or three Oscar Michelle films nice that i kept because i knew and and i and, and you know i don't know if they're on dvd or not that's the other thing like like when you were talking earlier i was over here like wow lynn lynn did the re like i i'm realizing like i haven't watched the oscar michelle film in probably 20 years and even then i don't know if I, you know i like right it was like in a class and then somebody oh oscar michelle and they threw it up and it was some real light-skinned good guys and some real dark-skinned bad guys and, mm -hmm. then they, and then they were cowboys and then they talked about yeah. it. it was like wow this that's something you don't see every day which was interesting actually to learn because you you know growing up there has always been kind of like that stigma out there about uh, the perception of black people in 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 the media right where the dark skins are seen as inferior or evil or whatever like that and light-skinned or or you know the good guys are in-house you know slaves or whatever and it was very interesting that i'm sure that there was plenty of other media or movies forwarded that notion mm -hmm. but it was interesting to to see that his movies the movies of oscar michaud also played that up right big right. time in his films well you know I, I, you know you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to take too much from the fact i think it was also just sort of the sign of the times true like, like it was just a sign of the times, and 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 certainly, when people look at our media, fifty years from now, I'm I'm sure. We're, well, I know we're doing something real whack, and they'll say, "Wow, how, how could y'all fill in the blank?" And you know, part of the excuse is, "Well, it was just the time," and 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 even with those sort of troubling images from a 21st century point of view, they were you know still light years ahead. Oh, of yes. of what was in other movies in the movie the homesteader i'm just going to read you this plot of this film because this it it, it started it was produced in 1918 so mm -hmm. we're talking about just after the turn of the century it revolves around a man named uh john baptiste called the homesteader who falls in love with many white women <laughs> but resists marrying one out of loyalty to his race he, people of ethnic African descent who were classified as black in the society. Batiste sacrifices love to be a key symbol for his fellow African-Americans. He looks for love among his own people, marries an African-American woman. However, relations between them deteriorate. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Batiste is not allowed to see his wife um, by her father. Okay. His wife, therefore, kills her father 
for keeping them apart. Oh, my goodness. And then commit suicide. My goodness. Batiste is accused of the crime, ultimately cleared an old love of his um, who was a white woman, mm-hmm. helps him get th- get over the hump. This old love he later learns is actually not white, but she's a mulatto. She's passing. She's a mulatto. I knew somebody was going to be passing. Thus part African, therefore they can marry. That's the plot of a movie from <laughs> 1918. That was real crazy. Real crazy. Dude, there are black films in 2015 that aren't as deep as that. Right. That was real crazy. That was back when brother was lucky. He was lucky that he had shoes, never mind a a camera. Right, right. In in subject-verb agreement. And this was a movie that he produced based off of his book. Right. Yeah, Oscar Michelle was a Oscar. bad, a bad man. That's a that's that's a bad man. That's a, yeah. We gotta watch some Oscar Michelle. Got to. We're not gonna start with some Oscar Michelle, but we're gonna watch some Oscar Michelle. Maybe on like an anniversary show, we'll do an Oscar Michelle. Yeah, Look yeah. Look at me. I'm looking ahead already. <laughs> <laughs> on our 350th episode, we'll, <laughs> we'll do we'll do some Oscar, Oscar Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. There you okay. go. There you go. Yo, we'll do the Homesteader in 2018. We'll so that'll the- be 100 years. The Homesteader in 2018. 2018. There you go. There you go. Book it. That'll be our live show. (laughs) There you go. We'll watch it. There you go. We'll screen it for it all. There you we will there you go. I like it. So tickets go on sale tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah, there you go. Put that in the book. Yes. All right. Yeah. So that's dope. All right. So I'm lo- I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. And this is going to be weekly. So um, absolutely. Start your engines, ladies and gentlemen. And if you you have movies that uh, out there that you know you want to suggest, like oh y'all should do this film, y'all should do that film, y'all should do this film. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know what you're thinking about. You know, give us feedback. Let us know what you're you're, you're thinking about the show. All right. Let's maybe introduce ourselves a, a little more, like Lynn. What are your interests film wise? Like 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 I hey Lynn, let's you know, watch a movie or I like what are your black film interests? Wow, see that's 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 curious. Uh I like black films that have quality. That that speak about something as as much as I love Love Jones. Love Jones I, it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Nevertheless, I like black films that speak about something outside of romance. Okay. That trying to to cover another aspect of black life, whether it be uh, a black science fiction film, a black mystery, a black drama. Um, it could be a black comedy, but it doesn't just always have to be about, you know, like, you know, you took my girlfriend and all this type of stuff. Or we're, we're going to have this funny wedding and then do a line dance. Ta-da! No, it, I like films that, 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 that challenge you know, Boy, I um, love the fact that you are the hardcore one. Usually, um, uh, this is fantastic. Go ahead. <laughs> I like films that that, 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 that challenge uh, challenge that, that that type of stuff, which is why I don't. I find myself not watching a whole lot of black films that are put out there by the mainstream. You know, uh, I I find myself watching a lot more independent okay. black films like like uh, Dope or Pariah. Uh, those are two two of the more recent films that mm-hmm. I really like fell in love with and and 
and enjoyed. So, and, and outside of that, you know, I'm a geek. So, you know, anything that's like comic book related or something like that or sci-fi, um, I'm usually, you know, at least loosely interested in. What kind of films do you like, Vince? <laughs> I like a lot of stuff. I, I like, you know, I, I, you know, the yeah, two you films. your one drop rule. <laughs> um, the, the the two films that that you just named, I enjoyed a great deal. If you want to talk, not even black films, two of my favorite films from last year. I really, really enjoyed Dope. Mm. Um, and Top Five. Like I really, really enjoyed Top Five. Oh, we'll have an interesting conversation. Oh wow, you didn't like Top Five? I liked what he tried to do. Wow, that is going to be a good conversation because I love Top Five. Well, then we've got our next show. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going to start with Top Five, but why can't we start with Top Five? I want to. I feel like we start. Let's <laughs> go, go deeper. Yeah, go let's, deeper. Let's, All right. I feel like let's, like let's do a couple of deep cuts. The top Five ain't deep enough for you. No, not everybody saw it. it wasn't a big hit. I, yeah. <laughs> But I'm fine. Oh, that's interesting. You don't like top five. All right, but but I do. You know, I like like an indie film, but mm-hmm. um, have a real soft spot for the '70s. You know, real soft spot, not just ooh, you jive turkey in the afros. But but I, I really, I'm really interested in the conversations that were going on on screen and off screen. Got you about what what you know what what I, I think both of us are very interested in this sort of um black voices claiming black stories right and and and, and you know i i'm 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 really really interested in in, in you know you, you 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 know a gordon parks and a melvin van peebles like those are the two we always talk about but mm-hmm. you know uh as you know i'm a big fan of the sydney portier films that yes, he, that too. he directed yes in the 70s um max julian and and you know a lot, he, a lot of people don't right like don't he wasn't just him. a mac right you know he's also so i'm 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 a big big fan mm-hmm. of 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 the 70s films and and you know fan like if they're the line between fan and something highfalutin like student mm. or the one who studies like i'm right on the other side where i'm more comfortable saying i'm a big fan of right. it and of the 70s i'm also a big fan of of 90s black film uh, you know I have, I have a very good friend who laments the state of of black film nowadays and he always talks about missing what he calls the regular 90s the regular 90s the regular 90s where like at any given moment like you didn't have a big prestige black film out and there wasn't a um you, you know sort of a very for, for lack of a better term like churchy black movie okay, okay. it's just a regular ass movie gotcha you know the wood or or the inkwell or or love jones even mm-hmm. or you, you know where the you know the, again they're not prestige projects like like this isn't eve's bayou or um sankofa right or you, you know daughters of the dust <laughs> Right. But at the same time, it it wasn't just some old like like you know it's like the films that like that fed Omar Epps throughout the nineties and, and the, the films that fed your girl um, Nia Nia Long Nia like Long. like all the films that Nia Long ate off of throughout the nineties yeah I love those movies because again and and here here's 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 that phrase again like i love that you had these sort of these black forces these black creators these black voices telling these black stories and not 
you know, capital I important stories. Right. Or, you know, um, almost these chitlin circuit level, just regular. It's we just we get some stuff happening and we do some stuff and this and other. And, you know, yes, Lynn, there may be a wedding and there might be a lawn dance. But sometimes black people have weddings and at them weddings, sometimes it's a lawn dance. But that's not the point of the movie. And it's just some stuff happening. So I'm a big <laughs> I'm a big fan of those movies like i'm a big fan of those movies uh you, you know we talked about spike lee i'm a huge spike lee fan mm-hmm. um not in spite of his blind spots and in spite of you know some of the things that are problematic but but frankly because of them like i love that he has this point of view and 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 and, and a lot of things that he does are controversial and 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 you know like like i, I love that i love that he has this vision and 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 all this. So I am. What's what's the term I want to use? Because I'm not a fan necessarily, but I am I am someone who watches Tyler Perry's moves. Like I'm not necessarily a fan of his films, but then I don't. I also don't think I'm necessarily his target audience. True. But I, I again, I, I think you have to acknowledge and and, and you know. Spoiler: We will be doing some Tyler Perry films. I think, I think you have to acknowledge and dare I say respect a black person who makes black movies for black audiences. And there's that clearly defined sort of connection mm-hmm. between the creator and his audience, mm-hmm. even if you don't necessarily fall in that audience. So, the the older I get, the more I'm sort of fascinated by Tyler Perry. I got you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you. Uh, you know, like you said, I, I really am. I just, I just like, I like black images, and and I and I really like black images that black people have a hand in creating. Um, is that the night falls? I, I say you pulled up the night, night catches us. Night catches us because you got got Kerry Washington in it. Well, I like it because I just like I like the movie. I, I that's why I like it. I've know. not seen it. It's, it's on my movie. list. Yeah, it's not. It's a, it's yeah. a very, very underrated, uh, good movie. Anthony Mackie, Kerry Washington, directed and written by Tanya Hamilton. Uh, it's a very, okay, uh, very good film. I, I, I like that film. I was actually trying to find a movie, uh, and I can't think of the name of it because this is the the, the director I love the the movie about the Washington D.C. DJ. Oh, with Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle. Yeah, that's um. I can't think of it. Talk uh, to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, from two thousand seven, one of the one of the better films I've seen in, in a while. Cassie Lemons. That's right. Oh yeah. Oh Cassie yeah. Lemons, who I enjoy uh, a lot of her, a lot of her work. Oh yeah. Did she do Eve's Bayou? She did Eve's Bayou. Yeah. She did the Black Nativity. Caveman's she, Valentine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she's an interesting director. I I enjoy I enjoy her work. Yeah, that's good so stuff. I, I just wanted to get her name out there. Yeah, that's good. Eve's Bayou, one of my favorite films oh, like, yeah, of that, all that's time. A, that's a, see that that's an example of me to me of a black film that's trying to do something different, it's trying oh, to tell yeah. a different story. Yeah. So yeah. is Talk to Me. So is. Uh, um, uh, 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 so is the night catches us. Right. It, it's a different story, a uh, uh, black story being put out there. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's why that's why I really appreciate those type of films. And a lot of those '90s films, I do like a lot of them. I, oh I, no, no, no! I, I get love it. Love Jones. I loved. I, I liked. Uh, um, what, what was it? Best Man's Wedding. You know that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the best man. 
the from, best man the yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. But the, the but after a point, some of them like started seeing like the same to me, like the wood and the inkwell. Sure, they, they, sure. They just merge all together. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interesting. I'm very interested in having the, the conversation about all of those films mm-hmm. and about about select actors and directors. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, a lot of the character actors, Don Cheadle. You just look at his his career. What it, what he's gone come through from the um, from starting as wow. Now I'm drawing a blank. Devil in blue dress. Devil in blue dress. Uh, blue but the, the character's name Mouse. Is, Mouse. That's right. I want to call him Bunny. Mouse. And I was like, it's not Bunny. It's another animal. If you didn't want him dead, why'd you leave him back there with <laughs> Mouse. I told you not to shoot him. I didn't shoot him. I slit his throat. <laughs> If you didn't want him dead, what you leaving back there with me for? You know, Denzel Washington has a great story about that. Like Denzel Washington says he got the script. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because he's Denzel Washington, they they offered him Easy Rollins immediately because it's the lead. And and then he said he read the script and realized he wanted to be Mouse. Yeah. Because that's the role. Yeah, brr. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, brr. It's a shame, and, and we'll get into it when we do that film. Mm-hmm. We certainly will do that film, um, but we'll get into it. It's a shame that they they didn't do another. There's stories behind that. Walter Mosley, the the the, not, the novel, you know, yeah, these the novels. Rollins novels. Walter Mosley said, you know, they're too expensive. They were too expensive. Like like he got them at they being Denzel Washington and Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he got them at the right time, and after like they just couldn't afford to to hire them again. I actually wish that they would read like like in my dreams, like if I'm in charge and like I got a cape in in a band and then Vince is in charge, it would be an easy Rollins television show. Oh, yeah. And they just recast it and it just be a weekly, you know, kind of AMC prestige or even Mm -hmm. HBO type show. Mm -hmm. And it just be some young dudes. And, you know, like for years, I wanted Jeffrey Wright and most deaf to take over. I've been thinking about easy Rollins for a long time so Ooh. yeah yeah think Ooh. about it. see oh that's a, that's pretty cool they might be too big now they're also too old like like i want yeah. some young dudes like if i could get like michael b jordan and like the dude michael b jordan's too big now he's already too big i was just thinking young yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but like if i could get uh like like the dude the, the, the dude from um dope like the little brother from Dope. Okay. Like if he okay. he could play one of the roles, like he'd be a good mouse. He, I'm about to say he'd be a good mouse. Be good. So anyway, no, we'll talk about that. Hollywood, give me a call. I have ideas. We got ideas. You yeah. had that one for free. That's a freebie. That's the last freebie you're gonna get. That ain't a freebie. That's recorded and copyrighted right here on the Michelle Mission. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing free. You know, the podcast is free. Right. Ain't nothing else. There ain't nothing. The podcast else. is free. I know that's right. Forget that. So um, I will give it to you, my friend. Uh, what shall be our first movie? Since you want to go all deep in the cut. I mean, you want to talk about this on air? You want to go in the crates. I mean. Yeah, just talking about it on air. That way, when people listen to this show, they can, you know, watch that film. See, Lynn, you see, you're putting me beforehand. on the You're putting me on the spot. You know what I want to pick. Because I, pick I, picked it. It, I picked it before when we tried to do this before. Then pick it, brother. Hey, man, I, I got to pick my favorite movie of all time. And I, we got to do Let's Do It Again. No, Uptown Saturday Night. I'm sorry. How you want to start with? Uh, I know, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was saying, let's do it again. Uptown Saturday Night. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a. Let's do Uptown Saturday Night. All right. And let's talk. Yes, Uptown Saturday Night with Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby. That is your favorite movie of all time. That is, you know, I was. 
obviously Bill Cosby's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Obviously. And and like a lot of people, you know, I'm sort of going through the stages of of um you know, it's like something died. I mean, just just let's just be real. It's like something died with everything that's happened. No matter where you stand on it, it's like something died. And I've, you know, sort of had conversations and, and you know, it's like the, the the conversations that I've been having the most with people is is like people have sort of kind of made their peace with you know, maybe the Cosby show is not going to be as present as it's been, but hopefully like different world doesn't go away. Like I've, I've had a lot of people say, you know, please don't, you know, hopefully different world doesn't get pulled into this tsunami yeah. with, with him. And so I was sitting, I was thinking about it and, you know, I was like, okay, I love Aspa, but if I had to, you know, if Aspa goes away, I, I could make my peace with it. And, and I love fat Albert and, and, you know, that too. And like, I went down the line cause you know, I've, I've, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I've been a Bill Cosby fan my whole life and just all aspects of his career. Gotcha. And I was just, you know, again, sort of taking inventory of what I was willing to, to let, let go. go. Right. And when I got to the three films that he made with Sidney Poitier, like I kind of sat and thought about them just very objectively and what they've meant to my life. Like, that's where I draw the line. Like those are like, I will not let go of those three films and, and uptown Saturday night. Like I just, as far as like on, on the level of pure enjoyment, like, like something that, that brings me the purest joy. It's uptown Saturday night. Is that the best film that I've ever seen? Of course not. Right. Is that the best film that Sidney Portier has been in? Of course, of course not. not. Is that the film? That makes me the happiest, absolutely. Gotcha. So, so it, 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 I'm, I'm very careful with with my words and my adjectives. It is my favorite movie. All right. So you gonna put me on the spot and we recording and you ask me, I'm and you said you said I can pick. <laughs> you said you what you said you said I could pick it. You know you so you, you know you I heard you told Harpo to beat me. Or, 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 you know. Yeah, this is going to be Quotesville, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't, if you haven't figured oh, it out, oh, you know we got them. You know we got them. Um, so Uptown Saturday Night, Uptown Saturday Sydney Night, Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby, Sporty. Harry Belafonte, Paula Kelly, Calvin Lockhart, Calvin Lockhart. That's yes. right. All that's right. right. So that's going to be the the, the film, the uh, the the premiere film, the, the, the premiere film that is taking on the Michelle mission. There you go. That's a good one to talk about. That's yeah. a good one. So we, we can talk about all of it. We'll talk about it. So so watch that and, and come back next week. You you will find the Michelle Mission available on iTunes as well as on SoundCloud for your listening, download, and streaming pleasure. Leave comments. Let us know. Hit us up on the emails, on Twitter, and Facebook, and all that good stuff. And let us know what you're thinking about the show. And if you like what we're doing, or if you're saying you guys need to stop wasting your time, and then, you, you know, we just won't listen to that one. And we'll just keep on going because we're doing it for free. So, hee <laughs> I'm always confused by people that go out of their way to say, oh, I hate that. It's like, you could be doing something else. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I hate lots of stuff. You know how, how, you know how, you know I hate it? I don't mess with it. Exactly. 
You know, it's it, the days of just three channels, right. you know, and, you know, a, 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 a tube, boob tube staring back at you are over, ladies and gentlemen. Right, right, right. This is on-demand entertainment. Yes. Uh, and hopefully that you will demand more of the Michelle Mission. All right. All right. Um, let the people know where they can uh, find more of the Vincenzo experience if they want to get some more. Well, I have a radio show weekly, Mondays from 8 to 10 p.m., soon moving March 1st to Wednesdays oh, 8 cool. to 10 p.m. on gtownradio.com the, the name of the show is It's All Soul where we do soul music but much like I'm very inclusive about black film I'm also very inclusive about soul so It's All Soul is hip hop it's jazz it's break beat it's blues it's country music it's rock you, you know and then we examine it from the perspective of how it fits into soul dope that's what's up and my name is len aka the bat tribble of black tribbles fame you can check out everything black tribbles at black tribbles.com uh, our podcast and radio show it's also available on itunes and soundcloud and stitcher radio and every place the good podcast be all right this has been fun my friend this has been fun this has been fun i'm looking forward to it thank 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 you for listening all right all right and uh, until later and until we come up with a, a catchy catchphrase to go out on. Well, but dub dub dub. Sounds as good. <laughs> Sounds as good as any other one. Deuces. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.